This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. We're covering a number of breaking news headlines as we come on the air, including new gut-wrenching video from the Uvalde Elementary School massacre and a deadly boat accident in New York City. For the first time, we see the gunmen stroll into the hallway of Robb Elementary School and watch heavily armed officers wait, wait, and wait before going in. The outrage tonight. The breaking news, the Hudson River rescue, a boat capsizes in New York City with 12 on board. Tonight, two people are dead, including a seven-year-old boy. We have the fast-moving developments. A remarkable January 6th hearing. Tonight, new details about a heated, hours-long shouting match in the Oval Office between outside advisors to then-President Trump and White House lawyers. Plus, why Congresswoman Liz Cheney just accused former President Trump of trying to tamper with a witness. COVID hospitalizations double as the new BA5 variant sweeps the country. Firefighters gaining ground on the Yosemite wildfire as dangerous heat engulfs the nation. After the Supreme Court struck down abortion rights, the medical procedure more men are asking for. Do you have any pain? Out of this world, a look tonight at these beautiful pictures from NASA's telescope. And an inspiring story of a young baseball player whose love of the game has helped him overcome every challenge life has thrown his way. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this busy Tuesday night. We begin with breaking news because tonight we're getting an excruciating look inside Robb Elementary School 
where 19 children and two teachers were gunned down during the last days of school. The Austin American Statesman newspaper published parts of the security video, removing the sounds of kids screaming. But what's easy to hear is the noise from the hundreds of rounds fired by the shooter. In the difficult-to-watch surveillance video, we see the gunman enter the school at 11.33 a.m. local time, and then police officers from multiple agencies waiting to confront and stop the gunman in a classroom nearby. In fact, it wasn't until 12.50 p.m., an hour and 17 minutes later, when police finally confronted the man who carried out the massacre. CBS's Janet Chamley leads off our coverage tonight from Texas. And good evening, Janet. This is tough and infuriating to watch. Indeed, Nora, good evening to you. We do want to caution viewers. This video is disturbing. It is just a portion of the 77 minutes, and it has been edited to remove some horrifying audio. But what it does show is a picture of sheer terror. For the first time, we are seeing the horrifying moments the gunman entered Robb Elementary in Uvalde. The gunman walking down an empty hallway, stopping to fire into classrooms. A student spots the shooter as he rounds a corner and then runs away. Three minutes later, the first police enter the building. They're shot at by the gunman, and they run away. The video released by the Austin American Statesman then jumps to 19 minutes later. Now there's an even larger and more heavily armed police presence, but still, no entry to the classrooms where the gunman fired more than 100 rounds, killing 19 children and two teachers. It is difficult to watch. For long periods of time, officers stand in the hallway. One officer walking over to a wall-mounted hand sanitizer in the midst of the carnage. At 77 minutes into the edited video, the breach is made into the classroom and a barrage of gunfire can be heard. The release has been part of a fight between numerous government officials and agencies, including the Uvalde district attorney who opposed it. Those calling for its release, including victims' families, hoped it would help explain the delayed response and why officers put their own safety ahead of those of the children. But tonight, it has only raised more questions. That video was supposed to be shown to the families and the community first on Sunday. That was the plan by the Texas Legislative Committee investigating. Tonight, the head of the Texas Department of Public Safety says he is deeply disturbed that they did not get to see it first. Nora. I can only imagine how the parents and family members are feeling about this. Janet Chamlian, thank you. We want to turn now to some sad breaking news out of New York City. At least two people are dead, including a child and 10 others injured after a boat capsized in the Hudson River. CBS's Elaine Cajano is near the scene. New York City fire and police units raced to the scene to find the boat bobbing upside down in the Hudson River. 12 people were aboard when it capsized just before 3 p.m. this afternoon. A few people were hanging on to it. Others were in the water. My crew started throwing life jackets, life rings. Nine were rescued by nearby ferries. Two others, a woman in her 50s and a seven-year-old boy, were pulled from the water by police. Both died. This is a tragic day for New Yorkers. Indeed, it may have well been worse. Two are still in critical condition, including the boat captain. The cause of the accident is under investigation, but the 27-foot private boat was in calm waters when it went down near Midtown Manhattan. New York City Mayor Eric Adams called it a devastating moment for the city. 
Uh, we clearly saved lives of those who were part of, of this terrible incident that took place. The boat was chartered by a group of family and friends. Nora, one thing investigators will be looking at is how many people were legally allowed to be on board. All right, Elaine Cajano for us tonight. Thank you. And back here in Washington, we're learning new details about what's being described as the craziest meeting of the Trump presidency. The January 6th committee today laid out what it says led up to the Capitol riot and the person it blames, former President Donald Trump. CBS's Scott McFarlane is on Capitol Hill. The committee argued today the attack that erupted at the Capitol was ignited 18 days earlier with an overnight tweet from former President Trump that was a call to arms to march on Washington. Trump repeated his big lie and claimed it was, quote, statistically impossible to have lost the 2020 election before calling for a big protest in D.C. on January 6th. Be there will be wild. Far-right groups and conspiracy theorists immediately latched onto it as a battle cry. President Trump, in the early morning hours today, tweeted that he wants the American people to march on Washington, D.C. A former employee of Twitter, whose identity was kept secret, said online reaction to Trump's tweet was frightening. A mob was being organized, um, and they were gathering together uh, their weaponry and their logic um, and their reasonings behind why they were prepared to fight. But it wasn't just far-right groups like the Oath Keepers and Proud Boys. Stephen Ayers of Ohio, uh, well, who pleaded guilty to disorderly uh, conduct at the Capitol, said many were hanging on Trump's every word and that Trump could have convinced the mob to go home at any time January 6th. So why did you decide to march to the Capitol? Um, well, basically, uh, you know, the president, you know, got everybody riled up, told everybody to head on down. So we basically were just following what he said. The committee revealed messages of frustration from some Trump allies on the 6th. Former campaign manager Brad Parscale writing a sitting president asking for civil war and that Trump's rhetoric killed someone. Committee members revealed for the first time clips of their long-sought deposition with former Trump White House counsel Pat Cipollone. I don't think any of these people were providing the president with good advice. They focused on an extraordinary marathon December 18th meeting in the White House, in which Cipollone battled with the president's outside advisors, including controversial attorney Sidney Powell, who presented a draft executive order calling for the military to round up voting machines in search of fraud. To have the federal government seize voting machines, it's a terrible idea for the country. What they were proposing... I thought was nuts. Wyoming Republican Liz Cheney said Trump's allies are now trying to blame his behavior on so-called crazy outside advisors. This, of course, is nonsense. President Trump is a 76-year-old man. He is not an impressionable child. A bombshell at the end of the hearing. Congresswoman Cheney says Donald Trump recently called a committee witness, a witness who has yet to testify. The witness didn't take the call, instead contacted his or her attorney, but... Witness tampering is a form of obstruction of justice, potential serious federal crime. Nora? More to come on that. Scott McFarland, thank you. Tonight, more than 45 million Americans in the Northeast are under threat of severe weather. Severe thunderstorm watches are up across 12 states from Virginia to Maine. Winds gusting to 70 miles per hour are possible, along with frequent lightning. 
All of the major Northeast airports will experience delays. In the South, more record heat is expected in the Lone Star State with triple digits in Dallas, Houston, and Austin. All right, now to what seems like the never-ending battle against COVID. The highly transmissible BA5 subvariant is behind a surge of new infections in the U.S. And for many, these cases are reinfections. CBS's Meg Oliver has more. A blunt message from the White House to all Americans over 50. If you have not gotten a vaccine shot in the year 2022, go get one now. It could save your life. The urgency is due to the explosive spread of the latest Omicron variants, BA4 and BA5, now responsible for more than 80% of all new COVID cases. BA4 and BA5 are our most immune-evading variants yet. That's especially important as COVID transmission is now high in much of the West, the Southeast, and parts of the Northeast. Many of those cases are reinfections. In the past, Everyone was walking around saying, well, if you recently had COVID in the last 90 days, you're protected. The virus is mutating so quickly and rapidly, it is changing so dramatically that your immune system will have a harder time fighting off this current wave. Are we bracing for another surge? We are already seeing an increase in hospitalizations. The good news is that fewer people are ending up in the ICU. In the meantime, doctors say we must remain vigilant. My biggest concern is that people are just exhausted with COVID and that they're not going to do the other things that we know will prevent infection and transmission, things like masking and opening windows. I am worried people are just tired of taking those extra steps. The CDC and FDA may soon update their guidance on boosters for all Americans, which could increase the number of people coming to sites like this one. In the meantime, they're urging people to test before gathering indoors and visiting high-risk people this summer. Nora. Meg Oliver, thank you so much. And breaking tonight, Louisiana's law banning abortions has once again been blocked by a court. This opens the door for clinics to resume services, at least temporarily. Uncertainty about abortion rights in the aftermath of the Supreme Court ruling overturning Roe v. Wade has more American men now looking into and requesting vasectomies. Here's CBS's Manuel Bohorkas. You have so much of your reproductive future ahead of you. In the days following the Supreme Court's decision, Dr. Doug Stein says the number of calls to his clinic near Tampa tripled, as did the number of men signing up for vasectomies. With rights being taken away from women, and we know what they've been through with them being primarily responsible for contraception. It's just time for men to step up to the plate. The number of patients under 30 without children nearly doubled. He takes extra steps to confirm they are 100% sure they want the procedure. Let's go for it. 27-year-old Thomas Figueroa is one of them. He says he and his girlfriend do not want children, so a vasectomy had been on his mind. I've always thought about this decision. Um, the Supreme Court did push me to finally do it. He let us in on the procedure, which blocks sperm from entering semen. Its outpatient takes about 10 minutes and has about a two-day recovery. A female tubal ligation is much more invasive and risky. Some men are concerned lawmakers may restrict birth control, too. I feel for a lot of men, especially for myself, that this is a way where they're trying to protect their girlfriends are trying to protect their partners. These are some decisions not just made by men, but by families. 50% of our calls are from women. This two-doctor practice can do six vasectomies an hour 
And although they are reversible, Dr. Stein stresses not all reversals are successful. A lot of the young men say, Doc, I know that vasectomies aren't to be considered reversible, but right now, an unintended pregnancy would be worse for me than a failed reversal years down the road. Dr. Stein says the spike in patients is starting to taper off a bit, but they are still well above the numbers they had before Roe v. Wade was overturned. In fact, they are booked through August. Nora? Just fascinating. Manny Bohorkas, thank you. We turn our eyes now to the sky with more incredible images from space thanks to NASA's James Webb Space Telescope. CBS's Mark Strassman takes a closer look at deep space. This is the vast Carina Nebula, 7,600 light years from Earth within our own galaxy, birthing stars and planets. Here, stellar death, a gas cloud envelops a fading star. This image, Stefan's Quintet, shows five galaxies 290 million light years away. Baby pictures of the universe, majestic and humbling, from a time machine now staggering NASA scientists. They're fantastic, absolutely beautiful, and they're a real hint at the power that the observatory will have. And liftoff. Launched last Christmas, the Webb Space Telescope's an engineering marvel unfolding one million miles from Earth. 18 gold-plated segments form a giant mirror. It's protected against solar radiation by a sunshield the size of a tennis court, producing ageless clarity. Compare the Hubble telescope's photo of thousands of galaxies with the Webb's infrared technology. So much detail pops into view and will for the next 20 years. It's almost a spiritual experience because you realize that there was a beginning and we have come from that beginning. And in this cosmic slideshow, the best is yet to come. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Atlanta. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. First Lady Jill Biden issued an apology after remarks she made on Monday were criticized for diminishing Latino heritage. The diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio, <laughs> is your strength. Well, a statement posted on Twitter today said the First Lady apologizes that her words conveyed anything but pure admiration and love for the Latino community.
Tonight, a wildfire burning in California's Yosemite National Park continues to grow, but firefighters have been gaining ground in their battle to get it under control. The fire broke out last Thursday, threatening a grove of giant sequoias, some of the tallest and oldest trees on Earth. No sequoias have been destroyed, and the flames are now mostly burning away from that grove. An attempt to take a dramatic selfie at the top of Italy's Mount Vesuvius last weekend sent a tourist from Baltimore, Maryland, sliding into the volcano's crater. Well, the man's phone fell out of his hand, and when he tried to get it, he ended up slipping several yards in. Officials say he was lucky he didn't plunge into the abyss and escaped only with cuts and bruises. We have amazing story tonight of a high school athlete whose winning spirit is inspiring others on and off the field. Here's CBS's Nancy Chen. 16-year-old Landis Sims is used to swinging for the fences. Landis was born without hands in the lower parts of his legs, but that didn't stop him from starting baseball at age five. Your motto of just watch me, what does that mean? You know, people are gonna doubt me, so you know, instead of me just sitting there and talking to him and telling him what I can do, I'd just rather than watch me. And they did. As Landis practiced with the Yankees when he was 10 and made the varsity team at his Indiana high school last year using specially designed equipment. He loves this game so much that he wasn't going to listen to anybody else. Now he's inspiring other children with limb differences, like 12-year-old Chase Merriweather, who started playing baseball after meeting Landis in 2016. How important is it to have an example like Landis? It's important because, like, if there's not an example, I wouldn't be here, Landis wouldn't be here. This whole thing would have been happening right now. Landis Sims. With hopes of playing professionally one day, Landis says this is about more than love of the game. I've learned, you know, it's a game of failure, and, you know, you got to work through adversity through baseball, but I work through adversity in life every day. An all-star on and off the field. Nancy Chen, CBS News, New York. And we are cheering you on, Landis. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell here in the nation's capital. Good night. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Farian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them and not the man pulling the strings? Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you 
It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money, and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.